Hi, welcome back. Hi, hi, hi. It's Shan. This is All That Matters, and we are exploring life stories that connect us to the good stuff. And again, I want to encourage you to continue to um, check out jangoldstein.com for some of the books that I've written. And also the podcast is can be found there. And uh, also any questions, uh, insights, um, comments you want to make, please, please reach out to Jan at jangoldstein.com. I, I welcome it and I'm thanking you all. Many of you have written uh, already or told me what this uh, podcast uh, means to you each week. And uh, again, there are stories that come from my life and other lives that sort of reveal and reframe life. Um, and it seems to me we could use that sometime. Um, I was thinking this week, I saw a picture of my dad uh, from years ago. Uh, he began an acting career later in life. Um, oh, he was um, a restaurateur and um, spent his childhood. Uh, his his dad had died um, uh, when he was a young man, and he had to uh, leave school and, and help support his family, his mom and um, brothers and and later, year, years later, um, he took to his passion for acting and became a professional actor and uh, acted for years at St. Michael's Playhouse in Winooski, Vermont, uh, with the Catholic University uh, players who would come up and uh, they started a professional theater there under Father Gilbert Harkey. So that was fantastic. And at the same time that my dad was doing that, my mom was taking us to Shakespeare elsewhere in town, um, the Champlain Shakespeare Festival. And uh, my sister and I got a real education um, at a very young age. And one of my favorites was The Tempest, uh, and Prospero and his magic and the story of his daughter, Miranda. Do you remember that? And uh, two wonderful creatures. Well, wonderful and horrifying, I suppose, in a way. Uh, one Caliban and one Ariel. So I am um, particularly touched by uh, anytime I see parents taking their kids to Shakespeare, and it's it's a tough time right now to introduce them, uh, but you can introduce them through film or uh, TV production um, and certainly reading some of the magnificent uh, um, a uh, excerpts from, from that play. And speaking of magic, um, on the island of Kauai, uh, which is the oldest of the Hawaiian islands, they tell the legend of a group of little people who materialize only at night. And they perform seemingly impossible tasks. And they're known as the Menahune. Have you ever heard of them? They're these diminutive workers 
Uh, they say are responsible for having built a remarkably massive dam that exists near the south center of Kauai. And fashioned out of red dirt, it, it's an amazing feat of watery architecture if you ever have been there or a chance to visit. And as late as the mid-19th century, the mythical Menehune were counted in a survey of the king's people. And they're sort of like Ireland's leprechauns. They're the little people of Kauai who work their magic under the moonlight. The Menehune appear to be dreams floated on the consciousness of an island. They're born on the current of the night and where the mystical meets the imagination. And because of that, they take on a kind of magical reality within the psyche of Kauai's native culture. I think sometimes our minds and hearts often combine to fashion new characters that come to populate our lives. And sometimes they take the form of creatures like Caliban, who I was talking about earlier, who is part man and part monster and suffers his demons on Prospero's Island in the Tempest. He's the embodiment of torment, his life producing only pain and evil thoughts, which are the long products of long-held grudges that have twisted his soul. Think about the Calibans in our lives. Maybe we've embodied Caliban at some point, tormented by this or that, by pain or evil thoughts, or by holding grudges for a long, long time and allowing it to twist us. Also on that island that I learned about when I was a young kid going with my mom and my sister Ethel, we we could find Ariel, who was a sprightly character who could perform magic to further the goals of her master. Seeking her own freedom, Ariel heeds the bidding of Prospero in his attempt to right ancient wrongs and garner a measure of redemption for himself and for his daughter. When we latch on to past grievances, it seems to me, we breathe life into them. You know, we take up, they take up space in our lives, tormenting us with old demons made new day after day by our inability or our unwillingness to let them go. We come to welcome the Calibans of anguish as part and parcel of the world we know, a world where we keep our own lives from moving forward, twisting ourselves into unpleasing shapes of frustration and despair. That's a world that sadly has become oddly comfortable in its familiarity, especially times where we've been forced indoors and spending a lot of time with ourselves. A world that never occurs to us that since it is we who create it and perpetuate the mythical creature in our own souls, we might not think about the fact that we own the power to reshape it. We made it. We can reshape it. Each one of us, if we will, can fashion from the clay of our imagination positive creations, aerial-like, 
that further our goals of liberation from so limiting an isle of despair. And what kind of liberation would that be? Well, I think it'd be freedom from the negative we've allowed to take up residence in our hearts and freedom from the torment of past grievances that burrow into the sinew of our souls, freedom from the shackles of distrust and distortion that limit our ability to walk out into the warm light of hope, freedom from the skewered outlook that prevents our seeing the wonder of free choice. Which creature will we give life to on the island of our daily lives? We alone possess the ability to mold our demons into creatures of redemption, to open our hearts to the Menahune-like outlook that emanate beauty instead of ugliness. The people of Kauai choose to see nature's splendor as springing forth from the creativity of the little people. These Menahune are, are like our creative selves. They can be very real. We simply have to open the doors within us that trap the debilitating attitudes and allow that space to be replaced by the, the power and the energy of our own possibilities. Start by letting go of one grudge today. The Hawaiians say, I menahune mai kakao i kahana, which translates as, let's get together and get the work done like menahune. So how can we do that? Forgive one person, a family member, a friend, yourself. Forgive them for some past wrong. Let it go. Dousing the fires of a past anger and granting forgiveness will open each of us to the wonder of our soul's liberation. The creatures of liberation will come to life within us if we open the lines of communication between who we are and who we want to be. So ask yourself this week, who do I want to be? Is there a part of the Menahune in me? These little creatures of creation who can fabricate and manufacture positivity. I think they're real, not just today, but every day. I hope you have a great week. Until next time, I'm Jan, and this is All That Matters. Mm-hmm.